You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At a time when movies are delayed and everything is being rebooted, a group of heroes is about to shake up the status quo. This year, get ready. Your favorite one and done films are getting a sequel. No movie is safe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No! I, I've told you before, not all movies are safe. If it's had a sequel, I told you we're not doing it. Yeah, alright. Okay, 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 okay. Fan critical. Yeah, and none of this fucking prequel bollocks either. Yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, alright, Jesus. God, okay. Anyway, Fan Critical presents Not All Sequels Are Created Equal. Coming to all podcast platforms right now. Well, that was dramatic. Hello, and welcome to Fan Critical. And today, we are bringing you a brand new show. From the same minds as the worst of Netflix and the How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That series, mm. we bring you. Not all sequels are created equal. Okay, we're going to give you a rundown of this new format uh, in a bit. But first, today is a very special occasion as we have the whole gang here. That is right. All five fan critical members are here. We have our executive producer, Gaz. Is that, yeah, is that my title? Oh, my word. What's going on here? Yeah, gave him a, ni- gave him a nice little title. Executive producer. Yeah. Yeah, glad to be here, mate. Glad to be of service. Fucking um, hell! There you go. Um, yeah, uh, we have our first assistant director or first AD, Emma. Yeah. How are you doing, Emma? I genuinely thought you were going to make me the tea lady. Od. <laughs> Od. Jesus. Oh God. It's grim. <laughs> um, we did just do uh, train spotting pod, so there you go. Wow. And uh, I, Len, will be your director for this evening. And why that is important, um, I'll get to in a I, Len. Yeah. <laughs> I, Len, will be the director. Sponsored by Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, guys. So basic premise of this thing, okay? I want you all to think, listeners, how many times have you seen the sequel of a film and thought, why the hell have they made that, okay? Is that another show that we're doing? Why the hell have they made that? <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't they just leave um, it alone yeah yeah that's right Emma. why couldn't they just leave it alone a few examples spring to mind i'm thinking of things like grease 2 grease 2 is actually quite good you're the one that i want again <laughs> um i'm thinking the god the godfather part three yeah you know, the first two were fine don't, yeah don't they were fine they were okay? average yeah um and of course, I'm thinking about Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, for all the you know listeners out there. Definitely not. Also a terrible film. Mm. But, no, I um, quite like that's that. That's for Gareth. I know he's a big fan. Yeah, well, no, Lucy, no. this 
This show's right up your alley, then, really, to be honest with you. <laughs> Shit sequels, yeah. So we thought as a group, yeah, we thought as a group, what other films uh, and your memory of them can we ruin? In this series, we'll be hearing from two up-and-coming screenwriters. They will come to us with a pitch, a hot new take on a film that has never, and I repeat this, never had a sequel or a prequel. They will pitch it to us, the crew, which today is Emma, Gaz and Len, and you lovely listeners. And after both have pitched and after some intense and very, very probing questions, we will decide which one is best. The people pitching their sequel ideas will be on a rotation every episode. And at the end of the year, we will see who has won the most pitches. Mm. Today, pitching us their sequel ideas is the magnificent screenwriter Lucy Barron. Hello. And pitching us their idea is the other budding screenwriter john mccann hello john Again, full name in me and also you've gone the magnificent yeah and then lucy barron <laughs> yeah tv license people budding and then i gave me budding. it's like yeah but you like, just the tone just yeah and there's another one as well like fucking yeah, hell that amateur unbelievable look lucy's feeling very delicate this morning we need to build her up you know, she had a few bevs. Oh, I am as well. Look at the state of my face. I'm <laughs> asleep, man. Yeah, true. You, he looks knackered, listeners. He's been up all night writing scripts. That is yeah. the life of a screenwriter. <laughs> that is the life know. of a screenwriter, to be fair. Yeah. Raging alcoholic as well. Um, right, okay. Don't so, talk about me like that. Welcome to the studio, uh, John and Lucy. <laughs> yeah, welcome. she's here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, how are you both feeling? First of all, I'm going to ask you, Lucy, how are you feeling? Are you feeling nervous about today? Um, yeah, I am a bit because I don't know, fellow screenwriters, if you know this, when you, you happen upon an idea and you think that is gold and then as you get into it, you're uh-huh. like, nah, this it's not panning out how I thought it would. But you keep going. Uh-huh. And that's how a lot of these sequels yeah. get made, I think. They're like, oh, just make a sequel, make money. And then they don't think through the process. But hmm. I don't know. It could come off. It could come off. The cast could carry it, I think. Um, and there's also songs. So I've, I've <gasps> written a few original songs Ooh. for it. So. Uh, I'm, vote- I'm voting for John. No, <laughs> I am gunning for Lucy here. Songs, John. How are you feeling? This this idea is kind of your brainchild. Mm. It's something you've been curating in that um, overworked, over you know, lack of sle- lack of sleep brain. You know, you've been cultivating this idea. Yes. Um, a lot of pressure on you to really get the first win of the season. No really, I was lot, thinking yeah. about this. I was thinking you've you've got to win this. Really, it's shambles no. if he doesn't. Absolute shambles. So how are you feeling, bro? No, look, I'm absolutely fine. Um, I uh, why are you sweating? Why are you sweating so much? <laughs> Look at the uh, sweat. Yeah, dripping. just um, beads, alcohol. It's all the red wine coming out of my system. <laughs> so um, I'm not nervous at all um, because uh, a bit of a confession. Uh, I smashed this out in like f- 15 minutes, um, and I. There are about four other films that I really want a sequel to that I feel a lot of pressure with that I've sort of abandoned and mm-hmm. I'll save them because they need some serious fleshing out. And also, I'm not uh-huh. sure that Tom Hardy wants to be in all four of them. But um, with this one, it's like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Would I see it? Yeah, I think so. So I'm not overly, Good. like, yeah, I'm not overly worried about losing week one. Yeah, what's good is, you know, for the for the first one, which we really need to hit out of the park as a concept, you've just thought, nah, I won't save I won't use the good ones for this. I'll use a shit one. <laughs> Build up to it, isn't it? That's a great idea. From a producer's standpoint, that's great. Build up so, to it. Like you know, if you're watching a series yeah, start, 
Yeah, you want to you want to yeah. be eased in. You don't want to go fucking hell. That first episode was ten out of ten, and then you guys come on next week, and it's like, what the fuck? What is this garbage? <laughs> in <laughs> fairness, you, you might need a good one in your back pocket if things start to go awry later in the year. It's true, true. Facts. Don't show your hands. True, so early. very true. All right, and to the other fellow um, casting agents, crew members, first AD, executive producer, and myself, the director, um, how are we feeling today about this new concept or idea? What are you hoping, Emma, that they bring to the table? Because, you know, I've got a list of questions. Have they fulfilled any of them? Have they thought about the process that goes into actually making a film? What are you interested in? in hearing from them. Well, already two two of my boxes have been ticked here, uh, Tom Hardy and Songs. So, you know. Okay, good, good. Just going to have to um, see which one pans out right, better. I mean, Tom Hardy's not in this one. Right, you've lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. deducted. Out. Deducted um, a point instantly. You know me, I've, I've, yeah. I've got rogue, rogue loves uh, in when it comes to any kind of visual production. So who knows how this could go? It will be a surprise. Mm. See mm. you, Doctor. Emma is... <laughs> Emma is the one in the group who is the least predictable in terms of giving, you know, random films a nod for the Oscars. Every year she chooses <laughs> a random one, she never wins. No, that's um, not true. I called Green Book. I called yeah. Green Book. Oh, God. Right? You called Green Book because that should never have won the Oscar. I don't <gasps> yeah. know what they, well, the, they were drinking. Right, let's save that, that for that's... another pod, please. Yeah. Yeah, come on, move on. <laughs> anyway, right. Gareth, what are, you, what are you looking forward to? Well... <clears throat> As executive producer, I think basically all that mm. means is that I'm funding this 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 vid, yeah, this film. In so, a way. Um, yeah. I want to know that my money is going in the right spot. So I'm looking forward to hearing how you know how much budget is going into special effects, um, or are we are we funding big name actors, or I like this. Yeah. Are we good questions, Gareth? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, or or, or is it going into music? Which, if Lucy's mm. if Lucy's making a musical soundtrack, she's um she's yeah. on she's on she's on the wrong track for me. <laughs> soundtrack musicals for me. Musicals are big money. Yeah, musicals, yeah, musicals are big money. huge money. Could have a spin-off. Thank Could you have very a spin-off. Much. Anyway, Lucy, put that in your notes. Okay, guys, Cats. we're going to get into the pitches, but before we do a few things, okay? Just to say that, like your favorite Pokemon, we here at Fan Critical got to catch them all. Um, yeah, and you can catch them all. Some of them are very slippery and hard to catch. Never going to catch uh, me. John. Anyway, uh, no longer will we be scrambling for TV and film content because we are making our own content. Mm. And what I mean by that is yeah. we will, of course, still discuss TV and films, but we are making an effort to release a show every single week on a Tuesday. Uh, keep an eye out for some fun new formats we have coming out in the next few weeks. If you are listening on a channel that isn't our main fan critical channel, so you could be listening on Lovecraft Country Critical, you could be listening on Watchman Watchers, you could be listening on any of our other amazing channels. Uh, <laughs> please do search Fan Critical and uh, subscribe to that main one because that is where most of our content, if not all of our content, goes. Yeah. Also, if you do want to support us further, then please head to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. We have different options on there, but any financial support from you guys has allowed us to come up with these new ideas and to try and get an episode to you weekly, which is something we have really been striving towards. Uh, you do also get access to bonus content, and we do promise more of that will be coming. Uh, now we have more of a structure in place, post-COVID, lockdown, mini-apocalypse, whatever you want to call it. Big shout out to a new Patreon, Holly White, who is Holly. our latest 
in the Patreon gang. Holly, thank you so much for your pledge. Um, it means a lot to us, as does all of our Patreon's uh, financial support. As I said, <laughs> we're having a bit of a restructure here. We're trying to get you guys some new content, and every single dollar that you give to us a month enables us to, to, feed John. to pay for loads of things. Like, Bunks. yeah, feed John mainly um keep him you know a little bit drunk so that he's he actually agrees to do the podcast in the first place um but also just like hosting costs um all that sort of stuff that we you know technical equipment things that we need to make the podcast because this isn't our day job so it's amazing and we really do appreciate support uh thank you holly thank you so much uh, and i'm sure the whole gang will also say thank you right now thank you thank you thank you, you, much, holly. Holly. Yay. <laughs> holly. <laughs> Yeah. What's her name again? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, good on you. Good on you. All right, John. Yeah, Solid name as well, Holly White. Uh, right. Holly White. Mm. Very good name. Mm. Very good name. And no, Holly, isn't that isn't that Holly White? Isn't that um bloody Brian Cranston's daughter in Breaking Bad is called Holly White? You know, I don't know. It is. daughter? Yeah, daughter. Yeah. You're talking about Walt. He has a son. Yeah, Walt Jr. Well, yeah, they have a daughter. They have a baby uh, called Holly White. Oh, shit. Yeah, the baby. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. don't question me on that. Right, Lucy, uh, you lose a point for that. Anyway, not that there's a point system. No, I'm joking. Nerd. Really. Anyway, on to the pick. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. Well, well done for growing up, Holly White. And uh, despite the shambolic family situation that you would have grown up, uh. you've clearly developed into a wonderful woman who is putting her money... Good. In Good the taste. correct places. Where has that money come from, though? Are we accepting drug now. money now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. But perhaps we should move on to our pitches before we <laughs> dig ourselves into a terrible hole. Okay. Right, everyone. <laughs> now is the time to see if this format really does work. Definitely does. Uh, now, John, I know that um, behind the scenes you have elected for Lucy to go first. Oh. Either because you're the ultimate gentleman. Behind the scenes. Or because you want to see her crash and burn, and then swoop in with a mediocre idea to steal the win. Um, so anyway, Lucy, sorry about that. You're up first. Okay, um, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Please pitch us your idea for a sequel to a film that, once again, has never had a sequel. Lucy, the floor is yours. We are all listening. Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, so... I've done a sequel to a film that is sort of loosely based on a true story and I've taken that Mm -hmm. into my sequel. So where that film ended, I have started the film, my film, the sequel. And as the original film kind of played with the truth, so have I. So I've kind of made up what happened Uh because I don't think any of this really happened in real life. Um, So the film I am doing a sequel to is The Sound of Music. And the working title is The Hills Are Alive With The Sound Of Eyes, which will make sense when I go through it. It's kind of like a play on words with The Hills Have Eyes and obviously the song from Sound of Music. Jesus Christ. Is it a horror musical, Lucy? Yeah, it sounds like a horror. Yes. I mean, it's... Kerry Fukunaga is attached to direct, so that gives you an idea of the sort of visuals. True detective vibes. Yeah, and essentially it's the Von Trapp family fleeing the Nazis through the Austrian mountains and they are pursued (laughs) by Nazis. 
and they do sing. <laughs> so I have kind of written a, not a script, but a fairly long synopsis of just basically what happens in the film, which I can read to you okay. or I can just try and give you an overview. Yes, please. So, um, yeah, the, the crew would love to hear this synopsis. Please do pitch it to us. Okay, so the film opens with the Von Trapps clan um, driving to the border, which is, I think, how the other film ends. And they're stopped by the police to show ID because the Anschluss is about to come in in Austria. So that's kind of the annexation of Austria by Nazi Germany, history fans. Um, And they get out of it by basically Captain Von Trapp, who is going to be played by Hugh Jackman because who else can take on the role of Christopher Plummer to be quite stern, quite murderous. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen Hugh Jackman play Wolverine and bust people up in Logan, but he can also sing lovingly. Like we've heard him in The Great Showman and in... They miss. They miss. So mm. he gets mm. out, gets Maria's guitar, clubs the police officer. So now they've committed a crime. <laughs> now they're really on the run. Um, so they're pursued across the mountains after the Nazis find the police car and the injured officer. So he's not dead, but it's still a crime. And they hear over the radio that a naval officer has gone AWOL. So I don't know if you know about it in the original film. The reason they leave is because he's been called up, Captain Von Trapp, to join the German Navy, essentially. He doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in it. Um, and there's an escape song <laughs> called Land of Our Fathers going on in the background. This is what they sing as they flee um, because they are leaving uh-huh. the land of their fathers. Um, and then they hide out amongst some ma- mountain folk in a small hole that they come across, but they're unsure if they're Nazi sympathisers or not. So there's a lot of tension in this scene and a lot of the conversation uh-huh. could be quite double-sided, like, well, what do they mean by that? Um, the <laughs> owner of the small hold leaves to get get them an escort across the mountain that's what he says um but the von traps are quite shook so they leave before he returns but when he does return he's come with a donkey laden with supplies to aid them so he was going to help them oh. but they just don't know who to trust oh. at this point it's not the escort they were hoping for but yeah <laughs> no but they, it would have helped them get across the mountains um <laughs> So as they hike across the mountains, they hear the sound of Nazi motorbikes. I don't even know if that's a thing. The hills are alive with the sound of Nazi motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like the great escape, you know, and he's on the bike. Um, so they nice. hide in a cave. What are you doing here? Well, really, what are you doing here? Um, the Nazi captain and two other officers corner them. So they find them in the... Um, uh-huh cave and they separate Captain Von Trapp to interrogate him mm-hmm. um, and this bit is a bit like really not in keeping with the theme of The Sound of Music but I thought it's realism okay this is what we're going for so one of the uh-huh. youngest soldiers yep. tries to assault Liesel the oldest daughter played by Zendaya okay. also yeah, Maria, nice. is, Maria is played Dark. by Cynthia Erivo oh, yeah. oh, yeah. so lovely, lovely singing lovely acting. I know where your inspiration for this film came from Lucy and I appreciate it Okay, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, yeah, we did do, we did cover this in a cast it, but, you uh, know. Just, just for any listeners Only who Cynthia. don't know, can you can, maybe maybe just outline a few things that Cynthia Erivo's been in, just so that people can picture her if they don't know her? Okay, she was in, what was that show that we watched? The, the Outsider. Outsider. My word, I can't even, my yeah. brain. So she was in On that, HBO. she was in Harriet, the Oscar winning film. I don't know if it was an Oscar winning yeah. film, Oscar nominated film. She was on Broadway in, in um, The Colour Purple. So she's just a very accomplished mm-hmm. actress. She's yeah, actually she's British as well. So she can sing and act, which is what we need. Um, so 
yeah, one of the younger soldiers tries to assault Liesel. The other kids overpower the third officer and Maria grabs his gun and shoots the assaulting officer and wounds the other one. <gasps> so when the Nazi captain, played by Daniel Bruhl, sorry to stereotype you, Daniel, but you, you're a German Aww. actor, so I've shoved you He's in. He's great. Mm. Um, where, so when he returns with Von Trapp, Captain Von Trapp, she shoots him as well. And then they sing a song called Hide from the Stars. Jesus. So the stars are all seeing... But it also reminds them that there are parts of the world that aren't under the Nazi regime and soon they will be free. So it's Ooh. a very emotional song that all the family take part in singing. That sounds um, that sounds lovely. Lucy, is there any chance you've got the first verse or chorus mm, of this song? Any lyrics? Um, any lyrics for us, just so I can envisage this moment. Uh, do you know the song Rewrite the Stars from The um, Greatest Showman? It sounds yeah. very much like that. <laughs> Plagiarism. If you could give us just it's two basically lines, like, three lines, no one can melody. hide from the stars. We Maybe must leave our world it. behind. No, Maybe I don't just sing them. Uh huh. Maybe if you just sit down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, just about being, you know, just being free, and that they may have done these yeah. things, and, and the stars are all seeing. And yeah, but I like it. You can't you can't hide from the stars, but there are places in the world where they can be free. And Lucy, if we're, if we're diving message. in with questions, uh, what sort of style yeah. of music are we talking in this musical yeah, sequel to question. The Sound of Music? It is more of the kind of Les Mis, quite sad music, like not modern sounding and like, okay. mu- musical theatre. Yeah. Classic musical theatre. So kind of, of like Edelweiss you know. with a dark twist, that kind of that yeah. kind of melody. So, um, sorry, Len here, director. Just a quick question, Lucy. Um, so just checking, <laughs> would you say that this is the Empire Strikes Back instalment of The Sound of Music? Are you envisaging a trilogy here? Because this sounds to me like the darker turn, the sequel. Yeah, you know the, what? You know. Because, I mean, when we get to the end, you'll see that there is definitely opening for yeah. another film <laughs> okay. in the More. trilogy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, you may continue. Okay, thank you. So they sing that song. Um then Von Trapp takes the Nazi bikes with one of the older Von Trapp kids. Haven't cast them because, I don't, you know, we can do that. We can work on yeah. that. Sack those um, off. Yeah, we'll work on that. So they yeah. take a couple of the bikes and they try and make it to the border. So the border with Switzerland. Um, and Maria and the other kids hide the bodies of the um, fallen Nazis that they've shot. Um, and they try and stay hidden in the cave. And then they hear the sound of bikes and trucks so this is like a few days have passed so you see More them Nazi bikes, yeah. yeah they're fucking terrified um so maria holds the gun while trying to conceal the kids in the cave and then they're shocked to see that it's actually the captain has returned with a swiss guard so they're all escorted safely to the border where von trapp has sent word to his former flame baroness schrader from the film uh-huh. you know they, they don't get yeah. together in the end played by gillian anderson and she has secured them safe passage to the US via Italy. And then they sing the song, A New World, while boarding the boat, which is quite like, if you know the song, A New Argentina from Evita. A new uh-huh. Argentina. So it's very rousing as they get the boat to, to freedom, as they, they dreamed about in the song, Hide from the Stars. Lucy. Yeah. Any Lucy. questions? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Gareth yeah, we'll here, we'll executive producer. Um, Hello, I'm Gareth. wondering... Uh, one of the things that I think 
was a big selling point of the original Sound of Music is the um the scenery the, the and the <clears throat> the whole environment that they're in is almost like an an additional character. Do you see that holding a similar place in this film? Because it sounds like a lot of it is going to be very caves, dark caves. and and it, underground. A lot of it can take place at night, but you're going to have a lot of scenes of them going over the mountains, the Alps in Austria, which are just some of the most beautiful scenery you could ever ever see. So you're going to be struck by both the beauty of the landscape, but the savagery. So you're going to have both Ooh. of that. And I think our director can really bring that to you. Nature can help, but it can also harm, you know? And that's what we're getting from the mountains. Um, are you imagining it being shot on location as well? Yeah. That's a good question. Probably, you know, I think probably somewhere like Bosnia, a bit cheaper, but got lots of lovely mountains. Uh-huh. Yep, great show. Okay, the executive producer likes that. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. fan. Save, Save that save money. That month. I have a question, Lucy, uh, about costuming. Um, obviously, they're, they're on the run. Uh, are they are they still in their, you know, nice little They will be wearing their lederhosen and... Um, Dundles, yeah. So you don't you don't have to worry about that because you, once you've got the one costume, that's it. And then you just need the Nazi costumes. Um, I have a question, Lucy, because obviously, like Gareth said, the first film was uh, so popular. Um, uh, it appealed to all ages. Mm. And I kind of feel that obviously the older the audience appreciated it for other reasons too. Yeah. This feels to me like it's not going to be able to be released with a PG or no, a sort of No, the plan is uh, for a 12A. certificate. 12A. 12A, which in the US, would I don't know what that translates to, but uh, that's our biggest market. So Maybe we're saying it's essentially almost an M, a mature rated film. You're going to cut out a large audience there. I'm a bit concerned that... Yeah. Uh, which audience? Point, are going, what, Good the under-12s? I don't think the under-12s would be going to watch Sound of Music or any musicals anyway. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah, good point. It's, good, it's a good point. I need to hand over to our marketing department at some point to get uh, some market research done on that. Um, okay. Was it not, Gareth, was it not a very family-friendly film, Sound of Music? Was that it not... was, but if you think about the reality of the situation, you know, they're fleeing Nazi occupation. It's not all sunshine and <laughs> mountains. <laughs> Some of it was pretty true. bad. Dark so this is taking that dark. story with a, of a true yeah. story because the Von Trapps were real people and seeing what would happen, like what was that flee to the border like and just reimagining that, but with some songs because I don't think anyone's going to want to watch it without some songs. And the songs are really good. How many songs are there in the there film? Are f- and what's the runtime? There are four songs. So it's not a traditional musical. Four? In that every Ooh. single word is sung. It's only four. Uh-huh. Four. Um, we will look in the runtime it will be under 2 hours i reckon under two, t- potentially I know you don't like 90 it runs over two. but yeah you're selling me like see what see what Carrie says get okay. get him on the call okay dial him in okay well he's busy shooting true detective season 4 at the moment so unfortunately um, time. won't be able to get him in okay um i think that's all the questions i personally have um Emma, Gaz, any additional questions? I would say that that was a very thoughtful pitch. Yeah. The film to me sounds like... Uh, Music. When you when you initially pitched it, I was like, yeah, this is very horror vibes, you know, sort of like a quiet place kind of vibe. It, you is, know, it of, is scary then because it would song. have been scary. Yeah, it would have been a scary time just basically for that area in, in history, in Europe, and the film yeah. kind of... The anxiety of that time, it, it represents that. It opens up the opportunity for a, a third film 
that, Definitely. Uh, then you know, is, in, is, they is go, lighter, new start. They settle you know. in Philadelphia and then you could have that kind of period piece Jesus. in um, America, which I think would be really good. Maybe a bit lighter. So this is a franchise. But you've, yeah. got go through, you've got to go through the kind of the horror and, you know, World Wars are horror to get to the light sort of Philadelphia. Hold on. So, I mean... I, I don't know if I, you're allowed to comment on the pitch, are you, John? No, can I at least... No, I'll invite you to slag my film off. So that's absolutely fine. Um, I'm just baffled that you know if I was escaping Nazi Germany um, and ended up in Philadelphia, part of me feels like that's even worse. To be honest, I... well, I mean, I have to say that you look at their villa in Salzburg. I would rather be in that. I would rather be in Salzburg than Philadelphia too. But if it's that or Nazi occupation, yeah. they just had to go where they went. And that's where they ended up. And they all became singers. So that could be a really good part of the next film. Just showing them as travelling singers. Because they were the one trap singers, weren't they? of brotherly love. Um, and yeah. if you've watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great show. You will see that um, some parts of the city are indeed a shithole. Um, the gang become Von Trapp singers, you know. That could be part of it. There you go. There's a spin-off. Um yeah, I, I am a fan of the spin-off opportunities that this uh, this, this yeah. provides. A sitcom could, be and there are also this, like so I'm many of the children. You could you could even if any one of them comes to the forefront, you could have spin-offs like that, like a Frasier situation, even maybe with TV, you know, something like that. Opportunities are endless. Okay, Lucy, thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for taking the time to listen to my pitch, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, suck up. Yeah, nice, nice little touch that. Um, yeah, what a suck up. I have to say that surprised <laughs> me. I was not expecting to hear that today. Um, that is for sure. If that's what Lucy's come up with, then God only knows what our very own John has come up with. John, over to you in the pitch for your sequel. All right, I mean, can I just say I've never seen The Sound of Music. So there you go. That, how Whoa. the fuck have you not seen that? I know, right? Oh my god, guys! That is a uh, that maybe we'll queue that one up on the Hits yeah, Sunet series. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, hundred percent has to be done. I've, I've got to, to say, <clears throat> much oh, to god, my wife's you haven't seen it, disgust, I haven't, and I refuse to watch it. I, I Jesus, I know, I know everything that happens in it. Like none of what you said there, oh, you Lucy, was a surprise. Like I know that they end up running away from Nazi zombies. And it's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I misunderstood your pitch. Um, yeah, <laughs> could put zombies in there. Happy to do that. Happy to that do would that. make it much better. That would have that would have been a certain yeah, if we win. We get some zombies um, in there. We'll make some bucks. <laughs> we'll make some of the big bucks. Um, okay, John, over to you um, and your sequel, please. Okay, cool. I'm not going to give you the whole film. You know, you know. Because no, I want to leave you hanging, don't I? So anyway. he's a dangler, juicy dangler when it comes to storytelling. Yeah, but you can't prove it, so that's why I didn't get arrested. So don't. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Wrigley Worm. So uh, I'll start with director <laughs> Wrigley Worm. Yeah, so Go Wrigley on. Worm's directing. That's <laughs> <laughs> Wrigley Worm. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, well, he's got you hooked. Anyway, so there's a joke there for the <laughs> fishing enthusiasts that are cheating. Oh, um, no, cast a wider net. Cast a wider net. <laughs> yeah, anyway, think of something with bait. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, maggot. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> director, stop it. Director uh, Luke Besson. Yeah, yeah. Of, of Leon, 
yeah. Leon fame. Oh, yeah. Is that a little includes yeah. what the sequel is? It isn't Leon. So um, uh, okay. So I've got my boys Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross in to do the soundtrack. Lovely. Later. Lovely shout. Well, okay. Do you want the film title or do you just want to guess it through the first paragraph? Um, Let's do that you're one. You're pitching this to us, bro. Yeah, you be creative with your pitch, mate. However you yeah, come yeah. on. Whatever you think is going to sell it to Hook us. us in. Draw us in. Good. It's not, I'll uh, not going down do that it in route. Spanish. Lupita Peter Ramos, now in her late 20s, is serving her second tour in service of the US military. A college dropout, despite securing a scholarship through her sports excellence, swimming, if you recall from the first film, um, where am I? I already lost my notes. Uh, her guilt over John Creasy's sacrifice and her tumultuous relationship. Oh, All right, easy. Uh, and her tumultuous relationship with her mother, strained following the fallout of her father's suicide, left her bitter, angry and needing an outlet that normal society cannot offer. So you are right, it's a sequel to Man on Fire. Uh, Despite numerous accolades in service of her country, Peter is alone. She has no relationships, no children, and barely any friends, other than a -a once-a-month phone call to Creasy's old colleague, Paul Rayburn. So Christopher Walken's back, so he's getting some work. I had to check Mm. if he was dead, to be honest, but (laughs) he isn't, so that's good. (laughs) Hey, I'm Christopher Walken here. Ooh. I'm walking here. Yeah. yeah, Chris, if you could just read the lines. Uh, so whilst in tour in <laughs> Syria, um, the place doesn't matter, you know, negotiating with Venezuela. Uh, in a botched operation, Peter's platoon are ambushed by some group. Who cares? Uh, despite overwhelming odds, Peter is able to escape. Instead of returning to base camp, she waits and in the night returns to kill them all in a blind rage ellipsis Jesus amongst the chaos Peter comes across a group of young boys drugged and starved uh, you know and this is there's precedent here because you know they're they're obviously ca- casualties of war they you know they're being they're child trafficked basically yeah so links to the first film yes, anyway uh, so she manages to return them to the US camp basically we find out that the group that Peter killed were actually a government-sponsored people's army. Peter is furious. This is essentially human trafficking on the side of the supposed good guys. However, the orders are clear. Secure the region, hand it over to the US-sponsored government, and leave. This government is the lesser of two evils. Peter points at her badge. Fidelity, Valor, Honor. Which is a 3rd Division Marine motto. Or some other shit melodramatic line. Still working on it. Uh, following some internal scuffles, um, naturally the soldiers that she works with just want to go home. They want to go home to their families. Um, so Peter essentially is a, a complication. Uh, she's pulled in front of a committee and ordered back to the States for disciplinary procedures. Uh, the night prior to her return, she calls Rayburn. They'll deny all knowledge and you have no proof. They both know a dishonourable discharge is waiting back in the States. What do you want to do? You know what I have to do. There's lots of drama here. Rayburn speaks without reply from Peter. A last goodbye, question mark, ellipsis. Uh, As Peter sneaks (laughs) out of camp, fully loaded, and with stolen intelligence of their allies, 
camps. She plans to end as much of the child trafficking as she can until her last breath, as this is a girl on fire. Oh. <laughs> and then we cue the Alicia Keys song. Yeah, this girl is on fire. <laughs> so it is a musical. So yeah, so there you go. Um, and it is. Musical. I've also put okay. casting. Okay. Uh, so just an extra one here. So Pedro Pascal is going to be in oh, yeah. at some point. Uh-huh. Definitely for uh, sure. Oh, yeah. some yeah. a some just sort of him. cool bad guy. Maybe, maybe the Venezuela thing is the way to go. Yeah, it's it, well, it, de- it depends on on budgets, you know. Venezuela, who, like you know, come over and film it. Cheaper. Who's playing the ellipses? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. ellipses a lot please. of ellipses in that. Um, John, yeah. I've got a question about casting. So, are we keeping yes. Dakota Fanning? Absolutely. Dakota? So, yeah, good question. You know, this is uh, yeah, this is obviously a, a passion project for her. You know, she's um, you know, Luke Besson's been brought in because he knows how to to work a a film about vengeance. Um, mm-hmm. And look, Dakota Fanning needs a vehicle. Like she was an unbelievable child actor. Like she's, you know, some people don't even know she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's like, well, you know, so not she, not she's only good, that. Man. I mean, she she's recently obviously she's been doing the Alienist season. The Alienist, yeah, very yep. good show. Do you think she can pull off a vengeance action flick like this? Yes. Yeah. If End Bob Odenkirk can do it Show in nobody, working. then I think she's got a chance. I've heard good things about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. All right. Uh, John. Um, hi. Hi. Uh, long-term listener. Uh, first-time stalker. Emailer. Um, <laughs> I am wondering, uh, as you were pitching that, mm. I was sort of getting... So tell me if I'm going down the wrong road here. I was sort of getting Sicario vibes uh, in terms of the um, tone. The tone, yeah, the tone is exactly. What yeah, I'm look, it's for, you, you know me. Yeah. I like a raw yeah. film, and um, unfortunately, yeah. and you know, there there isn't a, a specified ending. But Dakota Fanning does die in this film. She dies at the end. What? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, wow! Yeah, wow! She dies. That she dies at the end. Now. But here's the catch. Spoiler! Spoiler warning. And Pedro Pascal, you know, he's a scumbag. He actually gets away with it. He wins. And at the end of the film, like there's a little presentation. Life. Ten years from now, he actually gets an award from the United Nations. How fucking sickening <laughs> is that? And everyone's right, like, oh, right. that's bullshit. Right. And then, but actually what happens is some, it was a dream. Like, young, some young man guns him <laughs> down in the street. And that young man was one of the child soldiers that, um, that she rescued. And the thing is, wow. there is okay. a third film and it's called Children on Fire. And there's like this rebel group that are just taking down the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um. It's good. Okay. So that's it. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, well, that was an extra bit of hitch I was not expecting. Wow. Uh, that's thrown all my questions into complete disarray. Um, What's Luc Besson bringing John... to the bringing to the film? <laughs> was it? Well, he's obviously done. Um, he did Lucy recently, didn't he? Not, not like yeah, that. Which was okay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah. I said which was okay. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it was not okay. according to him. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No sequel. Um, um, <laughs> so, so he's done Lucy, um, but also he's he's got that he's got that like Slander. Leon, that sort of his craft is he brings a bit of humour, but also it's this like tragic kind of. 
you know, you know it's only going one way, and that's fine. You know, there's victory and death sometimes. Yep. And as we discovered in the first film okay. with Creasy, which I loved Man on Fire, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I wanted to do this. It's yeah. a passion project Great of film. mine, something I've been working on for at least two days. So, you know, if, if, that, <laughs> if that's not enough to convince people, then I don't know what is. Uh, well, it sounds like you've put a lot of thought and effort into this. Well, it's, I just it, well, it's worth you noting. You said you did it in 15 you know, minutes. The reason so... I put Syria or Venezuela. All right, you go back into your cave, you. Yeah. Okay, no one can see your film. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, <laughs> the, the reason up. I picked Syria and Venezuela was because they are two of the top 10 child trafficking hotspots in the world. So, you know, I, I want to okay, bring that to attention. I don't really care about making money. So if you don't, you know, if you don't want to make this film because you're all about making money, then fuck you, to be honest. Are uh, any well, of the I'm proceeds okay. going to go okay. to like child trafficking <laughs> charities or anything like that? Fact. Yeah. Dakota Fanning's not even getting paid for this. Okay. Well, you if have it's going to mean, mu- you should give it to John sheet. then. If it's going to mean that the children get money, then, you know. But to be honest, like, we've, dealt, we've dealt with the Nazis. So... You know, let's move They're on. Back. They are <laughs> back. They're back. They're back. Resurgence um, okay. of uh, neo-Nazi imagining. Trafficking children in Venezuela. Yeah, Crossover. that's the Nazis. Love it over there, Actually, don't they? Could could you, John, combine with, with Lucy and put some songs into Girl on Fire? You might win my vote then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. With Alicia Keys. Maybe. I, I am Trent Reznor to do it. Please don't make it a musical. Um, okay, uh, if there's no further questions... From the crew, just checking. Are there any further questions, crew? No, no. I I feel like all of mine have been answered in a way. Wow. Um, oh, is Denzel still attached to this in any way, shape, or form in a sort of executive producer role? Will he take Gareth's position? Or it's <laughs> <laughs> like Lemon's going. Can we get rid of Gareth, or can we replace him with Denzel? <laughs> is it a deal breaker? I'm or... sure there'll be. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some flashbacks through the uh, the stories. Yeah. That... A told okay. via Christopher Walken. Uh, yep, yeah, good. Any sort of Christopher Walken monologue about a watch or anything would be excellent. So, you know, Creasy's watch, um, anything like that. Creasy's sunglasses, he loved those sunglasses. That'd be um, <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, it's time for the uh, for the uh, the crew to make their decision. So the way this is going to work is very simple. Um, I'm going to ask... Uh, each of us who are deciding, there's three of us, to choose who they think has got the most lucrative or valuable or also maybe um, highest rated, whatever they want to do it by, you know, however they visualise Artistic what is merit. I think film. it's got to be based on artistic yeah, merit. Artistic. Well, yeah, it, whatever. whatever matters to you, Gareth. You're the executive producer, so you're about money. You're about the cash. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go around the group. We're going to ask and then... The winner will be crowned for this week. Of course, as I've said, there will be several of these competitions going on throughout the year. And there is going to be a leaderboard, which we will reveal at the end of the year. Okay, I'm going to throw this over to Emma first. Um, Okay, what pitch and which screenwriter? um, And could you give us a brief reason before you reveal the uh, person you've chosen? Um, has won your heart, your mind and your soul? Well, I don't have a soul, but uh, my heart and my mind are conflicted here. Uh, it's a very difficult decision for me. Both very, very good pitches, well thought out in their own in their own ways. Thank you very much, Lucy and John. Um, one of these really, really calls to my heart. 
uh, and it has a great, yeah. you know, big name cast, people who are really, you know, in at the moment, and and stuff that I think is is lucrative in the film market. The other, um, you know, big budget action flick, uh, <laughs> you know, some big names, but probably... not a big budget, so low budget action. All right, flick. so you pick Again, Lucy's popular. film. Move on. Get on with it. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I have to say my heart has been won over by uh, Cynthia Erivo, Hugh Jackman and oh, um, the Nazi motorbikes. My vote goes to Lucy. A huge <laughs> amount you, of Emma. thought gone into that, especially with the songs and uh, and the thought of a, a possible third film uh, to make it a trilogy. Uh, that is true. Forward thinking. Franchise. Forward thinking. That's one nil to Lucy. Um, now... I'm going to go next, Gareth, because I don't want to be if I go. This. I think it's Dad, better if I go next. Come on. I think it's better if I go next. I think I'm, think I I'm going to go next. it makes more I... sense for me <laughs> no. to go next. Oh, my word. I think... Alphabetical. I know exactly what's happening here. Len Welcome to wants, lads. wants to go next. <laughs> Len wants to go next so that he can no. say, I'm going to even things up and give it to John. And then I have to make <laughs> no, the, vote, I'm not the, doing that. the deciding vote. That's exactly what you want to do. I'm not I'm not necessarily doing that. Okay, Gareth. I'm not necessarily doing that. You can go... Okay, Gareth, you, you're throwing your little executive producer toys out of the pram, being a little <laughs> one of those pests at a movie set that no one knows why you're there. Go on, you go next then, and then I can get on my job. All right. I'm going to even things up to keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scumbag. I've got to say, I have to say, I am, first of all, incredibly impressed with the quality of, of pitches today, but also really intimidated by the quality of pitches and nervous about when it's my turn because um was not expecting to have to put in the effort that <laughs> you two have. Um, he only spent but, 15 minutes doing it. Typical well, producer. He still managed to write <laughs> half a script for the, for, with, yeah, full of ellipses it. as well. Um, That's the trick, Gaz, clearly. For, for me, I I thought after I heard the first pitch, this is going to be hard to beat. And um, and it was hard to beat. But if I'm going to say which film I would watch, having never seen The Sound of Music, I'm unlikely to go and see the sequel. <laughs> That's mental in its own right. <laughs> How the fuck have you not seen but that? That is a thing hey. that you haven't. Hey. That's just insane. Hey. So, um, and I and I did really enjoy Man of Fire, Man on Fire, and I think that. Man on fire. Man fire as well. Man, <laughs> man, man fire. below fire. Oh, that's that's that could be the <laughs> that's the, a prequel. Yeah. We got a whole series coming. Um, I, I'm gonna have to go with it. I I think I think I am a huge fan of the di- directorial choice. Um, and as I said during the pitch, I was getting some Sicario vibes, which is a film I like very mm. much. Um. And mm-hmm. and I think I think that's kind of a new direction for action movies as well. And I think John's tapped into that, which is why I'm very marginally picking Girl on Fire over The Hills Are Alive yeah. with the sound of Girl is on Fire. Yeah. Um, but congratulations um, to both of you for wonderful pitches. Thanks. Oh, yeah, good. So <clears throat> now it's left up to me. Um, Which is only decision. right then, as as director. Yeah, you know, yeah, you should you be the making the choice. final choice. Self-nominated here. director. Yeah, Self-nominated, no one voted for that. Uh, host director. Um, all right, I will echo Gareth's thoughts that the 
quality of pitching. I was worried. I'm not going to lie to you that we'd rock up here and you'd only just, you know, half-assed it, not actually come up with a thoughtful, meaningful pitch. And both of you did come to the table with good pitches. Lucy's one, completely out of left field, has challenged my thoughts on Sound of Music. But not only that, it's made me think, wow, what would a darker, gritty, sort of horror, Mm. thriller vibe come out of that film? And I'm like, that's interesting to me. Something that I haven't necessarily seen before. But um, then John, then John comes along with one of my favourite films, and I will say this: Man on Fire. Which, to be honest with you, when I talk about films that don't need a sequel, this is one of the ones where I'm like, okay, it doesn't really need a sequel because you know X Y Z sort of ends perfectly in my opinion. It's got a, a not a happy ending, as it were. It's got you know, it's a tragedy. This film, it's a lot of violence, and it's hard to relive that all over again. There's a part of me that is sad that that is what she grows up to be in John's pitch. <laughs> but I find that interesting. It's like how some of my favorite video games like the last of us and stuff like that is, it's quite depressing and, and that sort of thing. And, and I have to say both of these pitches, I was, I was certain that I was going to choose Lucy's after I heard Lucy's. Cause I was worried about John's, but then I heard John's. But I Just think, say John's and then we can end, end the podcast. Come no. On, you know you're going to choose John's. I'm actually going to choose... No. I'll tell you why. I'm going to choose Lucy's film. Yes! Because I do think that that is something I haven't seen before. In terms of... I think there's room in that sequel to make it very interesting. It's got mass appeal. I think, like I said, if it follows this thriller sort of route through the mountains with this completely different direction for that family, that for me is interesting. And as much as I love John's pitch, and I think John's pitch is fantastic, and I love that sort of genre of film, I've kind of seen that film before. And to me, no, you haven't. that isn't as Girl interesting fire, it's as Lucy's. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So I'm going to choose... Lucy's film, wow. uh, because I think that has something that I, I genuinely have Utter seen. bollocks. That is left. That is fucking Utter left. Utter bollocks. Field. I did right, not I, expect you to yeah, do that. He's, he's but doing that. He's doing, he's doing that because he knows I'm going to win most of these weeks. He's competitive and he's thinking, well, if I can get him started on a zero, you know, it's bollocks. I'll tell you what, when you, were, when you started with your pitch, Lucy, when you started with your pitch mm. and you said, uh, and you ended with The Hills Have Eyes. I thought it was going to be actually like the hills have eyes crossed over with the sound of music. And I was like, fucking hell, this is definitely blowing my film out of the water. (laughs) And then your film was like really sensible. (laughs) I was like, right, okay. I'm not that worried now. That is true. It's trying to be based on a true story, but you know. I'll be honest. I I was with Gaz here in that I am intimidated by the quality of these pitches. So John, I wouldn't worry. I I wouldn't worry because Gaz and I can not prepared for... I'm not worried at all. But now I know, now I know, (laughs) but I just have to get clean sweeps every week now. Um, Because I know Len is going to vote against me constantly until the end of the Uh, year. No, I'm not, John. John, wait wait until until I'm pitching. Len is not going to vote for me a single time. It doesn't matter. I'm never voting for Len. In a universe well, where Back to the really Future the Two doesn't the, exist, the show, is it? Come on. And I pitch Back to the Future Two. Len wouldn't. No, vote. I'm never. I'm never voting for him. <laughs> is now the opportunity, Len, to discuss who who's pitching next month? Yeah. 
So actually, Gareth, there is a reason why next uh, time we do this show, which will be in about four to five weeks time, because we're doing the new showly rotation, which every week there'll be a different show for you guys. Uh, you know, listen next week to find out what it is. Um, we're not going to spoil everything like the ending of the movies that the guys have just given. Um, the next week is is a, a battle for the ages. It is me versus Gareth next Woo! week, uh, next, next show. Well done, Gareth. So uh, you can't vote for me, Gareth, and I can't vote for you. <laughs> I'm not voting but, for um, no that's sensible, I will say, please do vote honestly, John. I gave a very I'm, valid reason I'm why. I'm kidding. Fucking hell. I'll tell you what. I'll yeah. tell you what would no, be no. interesting though. If no, I'm I'll tell you what, what would be interesting <laughs> if our listeners yeah. could comment on our yeah, Instagram they and Twitter vote. Yes. to tell us who they whose pitch they like as well. Yeah, maybe honestly, that can, yeah, that that can a form a, idea. a, Finally, a bonus point. Some justice poll, from our yeah. brilliant listeners. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, yes, Luke uh, Besson. The... I'll fund girl on fire. Yeah. Remember how much so, yeah, Polly Gareth... White, remember how much John liked your name. So, Yeah, true. Um, so, yes, Gareth, good point. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Please do let us know your thoughts on these pitches. Uh, do support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fancritical, patreon.com forward slash fan critical on there you can subscribe get access to bonus content and message us join a discord server you can get in touch with us whenever you like just send us a message um, and you can let us know what you think of these pitches if we get a lot of feedback uh, we can maybe run through a couple of um, what people thought about these pitches in the following episode um, of this series um, we want to thank everyone once again for listening to this show let us know if you think it's a good idea we think it has legs i think from the pictures we just heard <laughs> i'm no longer concerned um it has eyes uh, and there's lots of fire um and children on fire apparently so who knows what's going on um but yes i think this show has 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 room to grow and improve and i think they're two fantastic pitches to start off with me versus gareth on the next installment of not all sequels are created equal. I want to say thank you to my fellow casting directors and uh, crew members, uh, executive producer Gareth and uh, first AD Emma. Thank you for joining us and judging what was a very difficult competition Hmm. today. And to our two aspiring screenwriters, I think there is a bright future for you both in the entertainment industry. Um, So don't feel like this is a closed door, John. It's not. (laughs) The door is ajar. You just have to walk I'll through. I'll just it go to a different Lucy, studio. You're already through the door, okay? <laughs> yeah. Good. Good luck, mate. Good a bright luck. future so, in the um, entertainment yeah. industry, and that does include strip clubs. So and only, only fans. fans. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and John's OnlyFans um, account is. No, don't say that because there will be people like direct messaging children me on Twitter. Yeah, and is there one or? No. Yeah, children no, on fire. No. <laughs> no, Gaz. There's not. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We will return with this show, as I said, in about four to five weeks' time. Next week, a whole brand new show for you to enjoy. Tune in next week (laughs) on the Tuesday to find out what that is. Bye. 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 Bye.